Okay guys, I've recorded this introduction like 50 million times and I don't know why. I never re-record things, but I'm just so excited. I have the best guest for you guys this week and there's just about like 18 mouthfuls of who Angie Lee is and what I could say about her. But I feel like all I need to say is Angie freaking Lee is on the show this week. If you know Angie, you know. If you don't know Angie, you need to stop what you're doing and go look her up so that you can know who we're talking to this week. But we're talking about Ready is a Lie. And this episode is so, so important. It's so, so needed. And you are hearing from such an expert in this space. Angie Lee was a college and corporate dropout. She now owns two businesses. She has multiple seven-figure empires that she's built from the ground up. She has a top podcast, Angie Lee Show, that has millions and millions of downloads. She's an author. She's a speaker. She's known for her number one women's conference, Pays to be Brave, which is an absolutely amazing experience if you are an entrepreneur or you're an aspiring entrepreneur. Angie Lee is here to inspire you, to help you, to realize that you're never going to be ready. Angie Lee is your marketing and business bestie, but she's also just your bestie. Angie truly wants the best for everyone. And I'm so, so thankful, Angie, for you being on the episode this week. I'm so thankful for the relationship we've built and everything that you do is just incredible. So keep doing you, Angie, and let's jump into this episode. You guys, you better take out your notebooks. You're going to love it. Welcome back to the Go-Getter Girl podcast. I am your host, Rach Marie, founder of Go-Getter Girl Company, the Go-Getter Girl Planner, online coach, and your BFF. This is your go-to podcast to add a little bit of sparkle to your week and allow you to become a go-getter and make your dreams your reality. I am an expert obsessed with helping you take action to create your dream life and help you become the ultimate go-getter in your life, business, and goals. From mindset mastery, personal development, and entrepreneur tricks and tips, get ready for solo casts from me and interviews from some of the best guest experts I know to support you in our mission, your mission to plan your life and dreams like a go-getter. So if you're ready, sisters, let's do the dang thing. You guys, the Go-Getter Girl Planner has officially launched and I just wanted to say thank you so much for all of your support so far. It means the world to me to see this little business growing and booming and just seeing how excited you guys are to plan your life and dreams like a go-getter. You guys are so in line with our mission, so in line with why we started this business and it just seriously lights me up to think that a planner can bring you guys so much and knowing that it can and will. So even if you're somebody who's not usually into planners, you're not usually into scheduling your day. Maybe you're more of an electronic girl and you're like, no, I have Google Calendar for that. Listen, our planners aren't just to schedule. They are actually going to bring you so much more personal development into your life. Every single day you get to actually focus on yourself and make yourself and your goals a priority. And that, that is everything. And if you're in this community and you're walking around without your Go-Getter Girl Planner, what are you doing, girl? Go to www.gogettergirlco.com, snag yourself a planner. Our covers are absolutely amazing and our planners were truly designed with not only functionality, but every single thing that I put into the planner, I did for a reason. As a certified professional life coach, everything I did was for you. The quality, the design, the layout, what's included, what's not included, everything was done with a reason. And I cannot wait for you guys to have your hands on them. The reviews have been amazing. The support has been amazing and we are going to sell out. So make sure you stop what you're doing before you listen, snag the planner. I know it's hard to invest into yourself, but I promise you having this planner is going to make every single day a little bit brighter. 
Welcome back, you guys, to another episode of Go Getter Girl Podcast. Today, I have another very special guest for you. Angie Lee is on the show today. Hi, Angie. Thank you so Hello. much for coming. Aw, thank you, Rachel. I know this has been crazy, <laughs> but we're here. We are here. <laughs> we are here. We've been scheduling this for weeks, and we made it happen. So thank you so much. Today, we're going to be talking all about messy action. If you know Angie, you know her saying, ready is a lie. Her whole brand, everything is built around this. So super excited. So if somebody doesn't know who you are listening right now, I would love for you just to give like a quick intro. Who are you? Where were you five, 10 years ago versus today? Yeah. Hey guys, what's up? (laughs) So 10 years ago, I started a health and wellness blog in my dorm room, not having any idea what I was doing or where it was going. And the next thing you know, obviously after, after being consistent with that and really showing up, you know, I didn't want to go have a corporate job. I knew that since I was little, I knew that I hated school and (laughs) traditional uh, work and rules. And I've always been a rule breaker and I've always thought outside the box. And I always knew that I never was meant to be in corporate. So while I was in college, I would be in these classes and obviously I hated class. So I was like, what could I do? So I would literally be blogging like in, in chemistry class. (laughs) I'd be like creating content responding to my readers and I became obsessed and I created my first ebook. It was like $12. And I remember the first sale I got from a woman who was in New York and I lived in Chicago. And I remember thinking, Oh my gosh, a stranger on the internet just bought for me. This is crazy. I'm going to be a zillionaire. I'm going to be taken care of, you know, you're 21 years old, you make 20 bucks and you're like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. So I remember being addicted then to digital marketing and the power of impacting people and changing people's lives based on the internet and the accessibility of the technological revolution and what just happened. I mean, you and I experienced it and we're going to have to tell our kids, kids, kids one day, or they're going to, you know, my, my kids are going to tell their kids and it's, it's yeah. going to be crazy to explain that there was a time before the internet when there was commerce and this connection with the internet. So yeah, it's been really fascinating to, to go through ups and downs, but Essentially, I turned that health and wellness blog now into more of a lifestyle brand where I teach marketing. I teach, I guess you could say lifestyle, but a lot of it now is teaching other women how to do the same thing and monetize what they love to do online. So coaches, small business owners, side hustlers, and that turned into speaking, that turned into events, that turned into physical products. Yeah. All because I started a personal brand. And that's one of my biggest passions for women and men is start somewhere, start creating content and start putting yourself out there because you never know where it could go. Yeah. How many years ago was this when you first started your blog? Was yeah, it 10? This was, was it like 10 I was 19 and now I'm 30. So I guess 11, 11 years. Yeah. Which is, cr- it's like 11 years ago. I know right now we're in this space where a blog is common and having your own business and a podcast is common. But back then, 11 years ago, I was a little, obviously a little bit younger. So I don't know. We didn't talk about blogging, but was that a thing? Or were you like one of those oddballs that were like, I'm going to start a blog? Yeah, it kind of was a thing, but not like it is now. So my parents and my friends and my my, my roommate in college thought I was crazy. She's like, what are you doing? Who's going to read about push-ups and burpees and how to have a healthy mindset today? Like mm-hmm. stuff I wrote about was very basic, but that's what I knew at 19 years old. And I remember her laughing being like, dude, no one's going to read this. And then my mom was the, was the first reader and then her, and then a few of my personal training clients on campus that I trained and I just started somewhere. Right. And that's the, my, that's my entire brand now is start somewhere with what you know, with what you have. And that's the epitome of ready as a lie. So. Yeah. Did you finish school or did you like drop out early? Yeah. So I dropped out <laughs> early about three years in, I had 
<laughs> I had only a few credits left. I was going to be a dietitian. I originally went for sports broadcasting and then in the middle switched to dietetics and was in that. And if anybody listening has been in pre-med or dietetics, you know, it is very intense. You were taking anatomy, chemistry. Yeah. It's not fun. You have to be all there. And so all I was getting- All in or all out. Yeah. Yeah. I was getting C's and D's. And so they were really concerned. And it was because I didn't show up to class because I was creating content. I was coming up with business ideas. My brother and I started a food distribution company in Chicago. I mean, I was doing all these different random entrepreneurial things. And so I wasn't there literally physically or mentally. Mm -hmm. And I walked into my counselor's office one day and I said, listen, another woman deserves to be in this spot. I don't want to be here. I know I worked hard to get in, but now that I'm in this dietetics program, I don't want to be here. And so with only a few credits left, I was like, screw it. I don't ever want to show anyone my resume one day. I never want to have a job where I need a resume. So I'm out. <laughs> and yeah. I just peaced out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's so awesome and so inspiring. I dropped my master's like kind of similar. Like I was in the middle of it and I was like, all right, I'm going to take a break for a little bit. And then I'm like, you know what? F this. I'm quitting. Like, I don't want to be a part of this. I don't want this future. So when you did that, when you dropped out, I'm assuming then you didn't know like you were going to be the CEO of soul. You didn't know you were going to be a speaker. Did you, was this always a dream for you or you were like, let's see what happens. Oh gosh. I had no idea. I was a hundred thousand dollars in debt, give or take. Like I literally, I mean, I knew that I would do something incredible, but I didn't know what. And all I knew is I was a hundred thousand dollars in debt. I didn't have a resume now. I didn't have a college degree. And I had this little blog. I had a few health and wellness coaching clients online. I hadn't really scaled that yet. So I was in a position that was not ideal, quote unquote, to be no. <laughs> leaving school and to be betting on the few hundred bucks I was making a week from random clients online and then mm -hmm. some money I was making from personal training. So I picked up all, all these random side jobs mm -hmm. to go full blown online. I learned about funnels and marketing and I would stay up till one or 2 a.m. watching these YouTube videos from these OG digital marketers figuring out how do I spread my message? How do I brand? What is branding? And I always had a marketing brain and I, I won't lie. So I've always seen the world with marketing lenses. So immediately I started to realize that there was this opportunity to make money from it. But when I left, I didn't, I didn't have any idea where it was all going. I didn't, you know, I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> I still don't know. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, you're doing all these other big things now, which you didn't know then too. So I want to get into that in this podcast, but something that always stood out to me about you and I'll like, never forget one of your podcasts. I don't know why, but you were like, you left your nine to five. And then you were like, I even left an engagement and said, peace out to that. And you were like, there's a difference between average and extraordinary. And I like, I always now in my life because of you compare everything. Like I've been in a relationship for like six years. Like we're probably getting engaged soon. And like, I always say like, is he extraordinary? Like whatever, you know, and he is, but I always ask myself that because I see like everything and hear what you've been through. And so can you explain the difference between average and like great versus extraordinary? Yeah, that's really beautiful. And I believe that they say it's more difficult to leave good for great. And I really believe this because mm -hmm. If you're in a really, really bad relationship or a really, really bad job that you absolutely hate, your boss is a butthole, your boyfriend's a dick, like if it's, if it's really, <laughs> really bad, then it's easy to get out because you're like, he's a, he's a jerk or he's cheating on me or, you know, my boss told me this. And it's easy to leave something that's really, really shitty. Mm -hmm. but, the, but the thing that is really difficult in life is you're in a good relationship. It's good. It, it's good. We like each other. Yeah, we'll, we'll get through it. He's okay. Or 
yeah, it's a good job. It's cushy. It's comfortable. I have a 401k. I'll be fine. Right. It's okay. I, I don't love going to work every day, but I mean, it's fine. It's not, it works. Yeah. It's not the worst, right? It's literally where most people live is that, that in between because comfortable feels better than incredible. Comfortable feels safer than the uncertainty of what is on the other side if you actually left the job or left the relationship. So Absolutely. I realized that pretty young and I realized that literally I was in this situation where I didn't have a college degree. I was working these random jobs. I worked at an advertising agency for a bit and it was okay. I made okay money. I was paying my bills and everybody mm -hmm. there was typical, you know, Midwest Chicago working at an ad agency, 45 years old and hated their life. But yeah. it's okay because that's life. You pay bills and you die. I mean, that's what I saw. And I came home one day on the train and I remember thinking to myself, I want something different. I want a life that I'm obsessed with. I want a job that I'm obsessed with. I want a man that I'm obsessed with. And that's not what I had. And after listening to so many podcasts and getting into first element at a, at a young age, I was like, oh my God, you can have an incredible life. Like, this is crazy. And so really decided to take that leap, but it's really, really scary. And now I've helped a lot of my friends, even in my life through it, who are like, dude, I'm in a relationship that I'm just in it because it's harder to get out of it. And I'm like, dude, that's not why you should be in a relationship. You should be in one because you're obsessed with being in it, not because it's too hard to break up with the person or get out. Same thing with the job. You should be in it because you feel like it's your superpower and you're meant to be there. Yeah. And this is the work you're here to do because you live once and we're all going to die. Not because, oh, well, when I'm 60, then I'll have this beautiful <laughs> savings account. Yeah. Right. Like we live for this moment when we're 60 and it's all just going to be okay. And it's just mm -hmm. so silly instead of really realizing that now is life. Right. And if it's not incredible now, what are you waiting for? <laughs> yeah. I think we're just like literally wired to be going to work and kind of hating what we do and being like, Oh, I gotta go to work. And it's like, why, why do you have to feel like that? Or with the relationship. So I think that's really powerful. I'm sure that walking away from both was super, super hard, especially actually being engaged. You could have just went through with it and been like, I'm just going to stay. I already have the ring. Like we're already engaged. We didn't. And now I know you're in an amazing relationship that you are obsessed with. So that's awesome. And so when going through all of this, I know you faced resistance getting out of your comfort bubble. So I'd love to know like what was the hardest for you? Was it comparison? Was it imposter syndrome? Was it feeling like you're too young to do all of these things? Like what was holding you back a little bit or what was coming up for you? Yeah, I feel for me personally, it's been, I'm too young. I'm not smart enough. Who am I to do this? So for me, it's been more imposter syndrome than perfectionism. So everybody's different. The top three are usually comparisonitis or comparison, perfectionism, and imposter syndrome. And for me, it's been more so imposter in comparison. I'm not a perfectionist. I am the farthest from type A. I'm like, let's go. Who cares? Let's throw shit at the wall. We'll see if it sticks. So <laughs> I've always been, which is very, very good for entrepreneurship. Like I just like ready, fire, aim. Let's go. Like who cares if it doesn't look good? Like I'm just going to put it out there. So I've never been a perfectionist, but I've definitely dealt with imposter syndrome. I mean, feeling it again now, I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to start another company. I want to write this book. Who am I to write a book? Who am I to, it all just feels weird and surreal. And it feels like, when is somebody going to show up and give me a permission slip to do these things? Never. Because I don't feel like I'm ready enough. I don't feel like I'm smart enough. I don't feel like I'm cool enough. I don't feel like I'm anything enough to do this. So who's, who's showing up and knocking on my door and giving me a permission slip? Oh wait, nobody. I have to do that for myself. So that's been the hardest part is, you know, in the beginning, when you're an entrepreneur at a really young age, you don't have a big support system, mm -hmm. especially if your parents think you're crazy. A bunch of your friends are at their corporate job. Who are you going to talk to about this stuff? Right. Who are you going to talk to about 
about these things. And so I realized that podcasts were my mentors, you know, podcast hosts were my mentors. And so I started that to be that for other women then. And it just kind of grew. So that's how everything started for you. Like the podcast kind of. Yeah. So I started to grow on, I mostly started on Facebook and then the blog and then it transitioned into the podcast show, which I started and I had no idea what I was doing. I, you know, wasn't techie. Like I told you, I still am not techie. And I was like, Oh my God, how do people take an audio file and upload it onto the internet. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> and now you have what, 1 million or I don't know how many, so many. Oh my God. Probably, You're a top podcast. $13 billion downloads now. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I don't know every day, but yeah. I mean, I know you're not like refreshing it anymore, but that's just like crazy. <laughs> Thank all of I've that. I've been doing it for five years, you know? So after a while, you just, you learn what works and you learn what doesn't and you learn like you're good at it or you're not. Like, I really think it's something that, yes, you can get better at, but I think you'll know, like, if you're meant to podcast or whatever that specific right. thing is, you're doing, you know? Yeah, I tried YouTube and it was for me for maybe like a day. And then I was like, all right, hate this so much. Moving on. <laughs> for a so, day. Literally in like in college, I look back and it's, it's so cute and funny to look back now at like little mini me and now what I'm doing now. So I think it's a great thing though to try it and see if it is for you. Like try it on for size. I know Lori Harder said that it pays to be brave and that really stuck with me. So, so yeah, to, let's talk about messy action then. So what does that mean? I know there are a lot of perfectionists listening and I know I'm not one of them. In school, I was the same way. I would do a paper and just like hand it in. I wasn't like, let me overanalyze it 50 times to make sure it's perfect. But I know that when putting something out there that's so important, it feels like, oh my goodness, this needs to be perfect before I launch it, before I you know, start the brand, start the podcast, whatever it is. So I'd love for you to talk about messy action since that's your jam. Yeah. You know, I realized after interviewing successful people, right, on the podcast, meeting so many successful, happy people, after talking to so many entrepreneurs, after being an entrepreneur now for 11 years, trying out different things, being a founder, being a creator, being a speaker, being a coach, being a leader, mm-hmm. I realized that the one secret And the one commonality is that nobody really knows what they're doing still. And they especially didn't know, they especially didn't know what they were doing when they started, right? And there's this fallacy around the person who has the thing, the money, the success, the business, the brand, the followers, whatever the heck it is you want, the downloads, that she had all the answers. She was really, really smart. And then she started and it could not be farther from the truth. It was that she had the lady balls to put herself out there start somewhere, right? Everyone has a day one and then learn as she goes. And she was the person who was brave enough to say, you know what? I don't really know what I'm doing, but I'm going to raise my hand and try anyway. And clarity comes through action. The biggest thing I've learned is that when I feel like I'm in paralysis, I feel nervous. I feel anxious. I'm like, who am I to do this? I think I want to launch this thing or create this thing, but who's going to buy it? And what do I say? And what's going to happen? And when I'm in that state, I realize that action is the only thing that diminishes anxiety. Action is the only thing that gets me out of that funk and gets me into that space of, okay. Alignment, yeah. It gets me into that space of confidence and alignment and clarity. Yeah, and it's this space of, wow, I realized that I found all of the answers through the actual process. So everyone thinks that it's the other way around. So that's my biggest message is it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what you know. It doesn't matter what you have. Start with what you have. It's enough because guess what? JK Rowling, she's uh, literally (laughs) so inspiring to me. She's one of my favorite leaders. JK Rowling wrote Harry Potter on sticky notes or on a scratch pad at at cafes. And she's the first female billionaire writer, you guys. Like she has made more from books than some people 
I mean, that is insanity. She's literally a billionaire writer. So you don't, you don't always have it all together before you start, you know? And I think that that's just, everyone's waiting. Everyone's just waiting to be enough to then start. But if only they realize that the only way to learn and the only way to gain the clarity is through the action. Yeah, I've been saying this a lot and like a broken record. It's pretty much probably how you feel when you say ready is alive, but I've been saying an idea is just an idea until you take action because seeing Go Getter Girl Company being literally an idea in February, it was like, how cool would it be if I started a planner company? And now we're literally getting the planners here in like 10 days. And it's, I think I'm still in shock. If that makes sense. Like, I'm sure you've experienced that when like with your e-commerce business, but I think until I see it, I'm like, okay, wow. Like I actually made this into something. And I think it's so powerful that you still stay like to this day, even though you've been at this now for like 11 years, you're still scared. You still feel like you don't know what you're doing. You still have days where you question yourself. And I think that's what makes you so real and so personable and when I met you in real life, it wasn't like you were a different person. You're not a different person on this podcast, you know? And so I think that's what inspires so many people too. So yeah. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like authenticity is really my superpower. I mean, yeah, I like teaching marketing and social media yeah. and all of those things, but even now to be fully transparent, I'm 30 years old. I just turned 30 in March and I'm in this phase where I don't know what's next, but I do know what's next. And I'm really reevaluating all of this. And I'm even figuring out what do I want to do? And I have some new ideas that are completely different than what I've been doing too. And so I'm in this interesting creative space where again, I'm at day one, I'm freaking nervous. Yeah. I'm really nervous because I'm feeling what my women, I'm feeling exactly what my listeners feel who are at day one. I'm feeling what they feel, right? Like my women in my community who are at day one, I have that empathy now again for, holy shit, I might start a brand new business. Holy shit, I have this whole new idea that I want to do, but I don't know what I'm doing. And I think that that is like so healthy to, to always be in that place of, I'm a beginner. I'm always going yeah. to be a beginner. And I don't want to ever not have that humility of around entrepreneurship, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's funny because when I first started, I started as a fitness coach and I always said like my main resistance for me was like switching to being an entrepreneur full-time was can I really be a fitness coach until I'm 45 years old? Like, is that really a thing? And it's funny now because you really do evolve. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm not a fitness coach anymore and I've evolved and now there's other different ideas are coming up. And so now I'm like, okay, well in 10 years, who knows what's even going to be happening. And so I think that's just so true. Like you're pivoting. I know you're starting, like, I think I know you're talking about maybe about a new brand and a new product or whatever and though you're always trying new things and pivoting and you always have that day one choice again so so that was really relieving for me now realizing like you do pivot and downloads do come and like new ideas do come in and you do say goodbye sometimes to other things but it like always works out yeah and that's what makes the journey fun too because if you're listening to this and you're healthy and you have the capability to use the internet use these free apps and create a product or a service or, or a coaching business and have people buy it and impact people's lives, you are so grateful. Like get up today and do something about it. Cause there are people who wish that they were in your situation, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's something I'm learning to embrace too, is like, wow, I have been through so much, but I'm so grateful that I'm in this situation where I even have choices. Mm-hmm. Optionality is a gift. Optionality is is something you should be very grateful for, right? So as much as it's like first world problems, oh my gosh, what am I gonna do next? That's kind of how I was feeling lately. And I realized, wow, Angie, you're healthy, you're capable, you're smart, you're enough, you got this. Yeah. Like you, 
can do anything and there are people who need these things from you. And so putting our egos to the side can be really hard. But if you're listening to this and you're breathing, which you probably are and your heart is beating, congratulations, you've won. Let's go do something about it. You know, and so many people are just sitting on the sidelines waiting for someone and it's not, it's not the name <laughs> of the game. So I think, I think when you're grateful and you have humility, I think you can do anything, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah, being a beginner again is so scary because it's the unknown and we hate the unknown. Right. We hate uncertainty as humans. We love certainty. We love the answer. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. We love certainty. Like this is why Susie and Ted are in a relationship for 50 years, but they actually <laughs> hate each other and they won't get out of it because it's way more certain to stay with Ted and to know what you're waking up to every day, even if you hate it. So I, it just, it's so interesting that if we were a little bit more open to uncertainty in life, I believe that magic could happen in so many people's lives. Yes. I love that. That was like my favorite part of the episode. That was amazing. And so rewinding a little bit, you said you did all of this by being yourself and it's very apparent. Like you literally built a whole brand off of ready is a lie. And I think that's so cool because now I've built my brand off being a go-getter and I've been a go-getter my, since I was like five years old, you know? And so I never knew that then that that was the plan, but it's so cool to see when you are your brand, like you literally are. And so I would love for you to talk about how that's been for you, like showing up online, getting on your stories your first day or even today, you know, and talking to people, how have you been able to be your authentic self and, and not feel like you have to be anyone that you're not? Because I know like being in an online space isn't easy. You have a lot of eyes on you. You have 90,000 followers watching what you're doing every day. It's <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I, I'd be lying if I said I had all of the answers, but I'm going to, I'm going to share where I'm at so far because I believe that the best influencers, right? That is technically one of my job titles. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. I know influencers get a lot of shit. And listen, if you're, you know, a booty model influencer, maybe that's not impacting the world at a significant level. Maybe it is, who knows? But when you're an influencer who's promoting, obviously, personal development, wellness, these positive things, I think I think there is, there's pride in it. I've worked really hard to build an audience and be an audience builder. So I believe that the best influencers didn't decide to be an influencer. Do you know what I mean? So when I signed up for this job, quote unquote, I, I didn't intentionally know all of the crap or the pain that would come with the job because it just happened because I just started sharing my life and I just love sharing cool things and products and information and knowledge with women. And I love community building and that's what happened. So I believe that I didn't know what I was signing up for. And of course I'm a sensitive soul. Of course, I'm someone who cares about humans. I wouldn't have built this brand if I didn't. And the irony is that a lot of women who care so deeply about humans, we take it all very personally then when it's not, right? It's, it's the internet. Like there's trolls and weirdos and it's the interwebs people. Like there's, there's everything and anything under the sun because the internet is free. And so anybody and their grandpa Joe can jump on, right? But when you join, you don't, you don't think of it that way. So of course, feedback and you should do this and you should do that. And why are you doing that? I mean, you, you don't, no one prepares you for that. There's not a book to say, Hey, guess what? You're about to go share your life with people. And it's sometimes going to suck. Like nobody, nobody gave me a workbook for this, right? There's no PDF download for yeah, <laughs> for the sucky parts of having a personal brand, but there's so much beauty to it. I have the ability to impact people and inspire them and help women. And, and my greatest gift to me is, is inspiring other women to be authentic. So it makes me so happy that you said that because yeah, marketing's cool, marketing's great, social media, blah, 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 all the, like the tactical stuff that I teach. But what's become really clear to me is my favorite thing is is comedy. My favorite thing is 
inspiring other women to be weird and goofy and silly and playful and not take this whole life experience or business so seriously because everyone's taking it so seriously. And that drives me crazy because you don't get anywhere when you're clenching your fists and you're, you're taking things so seriously, right? And so I've yeah. really realized that my greatest gift and my favorite, my favorite DMs are the ones where women say, Angie, you've just inspired me to just be me, be fully expressed, be weird, be silly, be unfiltered, do whatever the heck I want to do online. And I'm like, awesome. That's success. That to me is more success than me helping another woman make money. A hundred percent. Money comes and goes. You could get a job. You could close clients. You can make a million dollars online, whatever. That's cool. Yes. That's going to change your life in some capacity. But I believe when you've embraced authenticity, that's going to change your life more than anything in this world. And on your last day, you're just going to wish that you were more of yourself. That's all you're going to wish. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you built your whole brand off of literally like baby grandmas and beard stashes on your stories, like all these things. And it's like, I think so many people are afraid to be themselves because what if people don't like them, but it's like, they're not your people. And I remember, I actually don't remember. I'm trying as you're talking to think when the first time I found you was, cause it was kind of recently. It was like right before Pace Be Brave. I didn't know who you were. And I remember I am pretty positive. I DM'd you. And you, you replied, like you replied. And so that right there, I think is also authenticity. You replied, you were goofy, you know, it wasn't just like some robotic response of like, come to base, be brave and like buy my ticket or whatever. Right. And so you actually do care. And like, you want your people to get something out of it and not just come to your conference or come to your page and just literally get nothing out of it, except your cute headband you're wearing, right? Like you have a purpose and, and like you said, you didn't plan it. And I think that's so true is you always preach like showing up when one person's listening, you did your first event with like 30 people there and now you have 3000 people coming. And so you just were yourself the whole time. And I love that. And so what are some challenges though, that you face? Cause I know you said it's a blessing and a curse sometimes. And I've obviously everyone says that if they're, if a lot of eyes are on you, you're going to get judgment of some kind. So what are like the biggest challenges you've faced so far? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that, gosh, it's, it's the greatest gift in the world to, to be paid to be yourself. And it's also the shittiest job in the world to get to be paid to be yourself. That is literally <laughs> my quote now. So it is such a blessing. It is such a gift because like I said, there's nothing greater than waking up and saying, wow, I'm fully me and that's enough and that's okay. And I'm not for everyone and that's okay. And, and getting to that place is really hard and I'm still working through it. I think any human is still working through that. I think any human who says that they're not is probably lying. So it's, 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 it's a hard part of the job because I am the product. I am the talent and I'm paid to be me. And so when I'm not feeling like being me or when I think me is not enough, what am I supposed to do? Cause that's literally how I'm paid and that's literally how I live. So it's, oh, yeah. it's been a very interesting experience and going through it at such a young age, you know, I started publicly sharing my life in a sense. You get used to it. You get used to showing up like every single day. And so it is hard when you're like, crap, I don't feel like Angie today. Like what does Angie yeah. say today? And now I'm letting people down and I'm like, I don't want to show up. <laughs> so somebody else do the job. Where's my stunt double when I need them. Right. So yeah, yeah I, I think the hardest part has been realizing that I am enough, right? And if you're listening to this, the hardest part is going to be realizing that if you don't have outsiders, you don't have insiders. And this is a beautiful quote from the godfather of marketing, Seth Godin. He's secretly my husband. He doesn't know it, but he, he said this. And I love this quote. If you don't have outsiders, you don't have insiders. And I built such a loyal, awesome tribe of baby grandmas because I am open to the polarization. And I am open to the fact that if you don't like poop jokes, if you don't like like to be weird and funny. If you have a stick up your butt, you're probably not for me. And, yeah. and I've known that. And 
that's really just what I've stuck with is that it's, it's not for everyone. And that's okay because there's millions and millions, if not billions of people on the internet who are awesome and do want my shit. Right. And then if there's not cool, awesome. There's another girl for you as well, because there's so many women online and doing somewhat similar work, but with different personalities and that's okay. And so I think the hardest part has been taking in feedback, good and bad, and not taking it seriously either way, which is very interesting. I learned this from Gary Vee, but you're, the healthiest thing you can do for your mental health when you're in that position is to stay even keel and to not take the, the positive feedback or the negative too, too seriously. Like, Angie, you're amazing. You've changed my life. Like, supposedly, I'm actually not even supposed to take that in really. I'm like, okay, thanks. Next thing. Because if I really breathe that in, then it makes the negative feedback really heavy too, because I'm basically riding the wave. I'm allowing myself to go way too high and way too low. And as a woman, that's been really <laughs> the hardest part is riding the wave, right? Yeah. And so, and I think also there's this, this thing going on with the influencer world and the, the coaching, life coaching, personal development world, I guess you could say, which I think, gosh, I love it. But also at times I'm like, it can be super, there's things about it that I do not think are healthy right now for women. It's very clicky, very, oh, who has more followers, who is cool, who's perfect right now, who's not, like it's, it's a lot of it's bullshit, but I'm just, I'm being super <laughs> unfiltered on this episode, oh, but <laughs> I think that what's upsetting and what needs to change and, and we all need to work on is that people expect influencers to be, to make the, no mistakes and be perfect, to make no mistakes and to also be the expert in all things. Like I'm not Gandhi, I'm not Oprah. I'm not a political advisor uh, or nor expert. I'm not yeah. a financial expert. I'm not, I'm not those things. And so yeah, the minute your like, expertise. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we just saw a very popular couple in the personal development world have a divorce. And you guys, those comments say enough. It's like actually hilarious. I mean, the comedian's gonna come out and me, but like, oh my God, I can't believe you let me down. I thought I knew you. <laughs> I read all of your books 16 times. I want a refund. It's like are you fucking serious? Yeah. Are you fucking serious? One, you obviously liked her shit and she helped you. You bought her books and you went to her events, Cheryl. Second of all, you didn't know her. You don't know her life. You don't go to bed with her at night. You don't know. And guess what? She's also a human with a heartbeat. So when I saw that, I was like dying laughing reading these comments. And I was like, this, if this is the internet, like we all need, and again, that's such a small section of the internet, but like we all need a makeup call. Y'all need a wake up call. Yeah, somebody I know actually speaking of that like specific example, they texted me and they were like, I literally just like can't believe how let down we are. And I'm like, hold on, like I understand. Let down we are. <laughs> like I was like, I understand that like maybe a month ago they seemed fine on the internet, but like you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. Like you don't know when people go through hardships because maybe not everyone shares yeah. every single thing going on in their life, right? Like there's some things that are super hard. Like my grandma passed away six months ago and I like tell my audience everything right like literally everything and I for some reason every time I went to go start my camera to talk about what was going on I just literally couldn't and so now I'm okay and like now I can talk about it and like whatever but like it was weird like I couldn't explain and express what I wanted to and so it is very interesting how it's like people forget like there's a heartbeat there's a human behind there there's feelings behind there and it's like it's just crazy because it's like when you're online, it's ex- you're just expected to just not have feelings or something or <laughs> to not have a private life. And we're all doing the best we can. Like, I love that you said that. It's just like, we're showing up doing the absolute best we can. And you can't be an expert in everything. And I've never been a very political person myself. And maybe that's something I should be better at, right? And like, watch the news more and be more involved. Or not. Or not. Or if not. You don't want to be. 
because you know what? Yeah, exactly. If it's not authentic for you, then you don't have to. exactly but yeah so that's like one of the things I've never been into like when I was little growing up like even now my friends are having a debate and I'm like over here like yeah like okay and so anyway so the point of this is I'm never going to be that page to go to for that right so it's like how can we be expected to put on hats that we're not necessarily an expert in yep and that's fine and that's great and that's awesome like what lane are you in which one are you not and the coolest thing is that Rachel gets to be fully Rachel whatever that looks like and you don't have to be Yeah. You don't have to be anyone else. And it's like, it's just, gosh, yeah, we need compassion. We need empathy. We need grace. We need to realize they're humans. We need to realize that that couple we were talking about, they don't owe you anything to the women who are writing in the comments. Like, will you let me down? She wasn't your fucking friend. Okay. You don't know her life. Like, I'm just like, I want to make a huge video on this and be like, guys, calm down. She did so much for you. Be grateful for that and realize that she's also imperfect. Same thing with me. God, if I have a divorce one day or if I have shit happen to me, who knows, right? I'm a human. Like that doesn't mean that what I taught you in marketing or how I inspire you to quit your job, that doesn't take away from that. It just means, Hey, I'm sharing with you the good, the bad. I'm sharing with you all of it. And I'm a human too on this journey. And I'm in this with you. Like nobody knows what they're, (laughs) what they're doing. Nobody is like, nobody has the perfect marriage, the perfect job, the perfect life, the perfect relationship, the perfect house, the perfect kids. Like nobody so whoever's commenting that they don't you think she's like you know what i mean those women commenting like they have the perfect life like go oh and it's like as you can tell rachel i'm just like i am just like we all need to stop with this shit yeah it's like we're always gonna be in the wrong though it's like no matter what you say sometimes at this point someone's always gonna think you're in the wrong and someone's not gonna agree with you and someone's this and that but there's gonna be like 100 people who do and who have your back and so i think if like someone else is going through this right now it's like just learning that and realizing that it's not easy though being in it. And I know that, you know, you've been through challenging times and people try to knock you really hard down. Right. But it's like, you're still here and you're still standing up and you have your tribe. That's like, you know, like we support you. And so I think it's, it's just, you're learning as you go and you're navigating and that's not, there's nothing else you can do. No one, anyone can do. And it's the internet. Like guys, like it's kind of funny. Like I'm a comedian before anything, I'm a comedian dressed up as a marketer. So like, Guys, it's fucking hilarious if you actually read it and look into it. It's people who are sad and lonely and they deserve a lot of love and compassion. If you have the time on your hands to create accounts for, about people or if you have time on your hands to comment things to these influencers who you thought had the perfect marriage and now they don't and you're so upset and you made a video, it's like, where's your life? You're gonna die one day. You wasted precious hours doing that, shame on you. And second of all, like, go get some therapy, work on yourself because it's not just because it's free to leave comments. Doesn't mean it's, it's your, it's your way out. And like, I think so many people need to realize that like, man, there's just, there's humor in it. And, and, and and there's, there's two ways to build a tall building, right? I just posted this video from Gary, which I love. It's like, you're either going to build the tallest building yourself, or you're going to try to tear down all the tallest buildings in this, in the town. So then yours is the tallest. Like I changed first. I've never, ever left an rude comment or made a negative video on someone and there's shit I see on the internet that I'm like oh not for me never once because why would I waste that energy I can go create a podcast with you I can go do other cool shit like you know (laughs) no I completely agree I really try to surround myself with positivity and it's like negativity at this point in my life I'm just like I don't have time for it I really don't get like why we're bringing each other down I mean in high school it's a different story like I thought that was the thing to do like get in fights with these girls and like drama over the boy and like whatever but it's like come on like we're adults we have bigger things we're focusing on and you have such big visions for yourself. So I feel like we can't see that, right? Like you're so excited about what you're doing. 
And that's amazing. And so I feel the same way. But that being said, if for some reason, I just like sparked my interest and it will tie into what I want to ask you next. If for some reason, like you were just like, I'm done, like I'm done with Instagram. Like I don't care anymore. Like we're dropping the whole thing. Like I'm deleting it forever. Would you still be able to have two businesses? Like, do you think your businesses would survive at the point? Cause you've grown them so much and like nurtured them. Yeah. It's interesting because I've actually thought about that yeah. a few times in my career. Like what would that look like? It's interesting. One, the question's like kind of a trick question, but not because I'm like, okay, am I on other social platforms where I'm putting myself out there and creating content? If so, then yes, I would be fine. But content creation has been a huge funnel for my businesses, obviously. So I do believe that a part of the businesses wouldn't do maybe as well, but with a physical product with soul, I mean, that's running like a well-oiled machine with or without me now at this point. So I'm just one of the founders. We have a CEO, a COO, we have a huge team. We've got ad team. We have marketing. I mean, that is its, it's own thing. It's its, yeah. own, it's its own thing. So I don't really even need to be there in a sense with my personal brand. It's great that I am though. And then with a lot of my products and services and my event and stuff. Yeah. I think in that case, people are buying the brand and they're buying me. So I, they won't hear from me. So they would, but yeah, I've really, I've really thought about that. At least having more healthy boundaries around social and, and what that would look like and kind of where, where all of that. Yeah. It's a great question. It's a really good question. I think yes and no, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, no, I get it. I think you've like built it to a point where you could like step back a little bit versus obviously day one, but it's like, it's such a big part of you. You are Angie Lee. So without Angie, like, yes, there might be soul, but it's like, would, would your like heart be fulfilled without your other businesses? And I'm, that makes total sense. So that being said, I think it's funny because I don't know if people realize like you are, I don't know if everyone knows you're the founder of an e-commerce business with your brother. Yeah. And it took me a while to pick up on this. Like, I don't know where I was at, but anyway, so I'd love for you to talk about your different businesses, how they all started. I mean, yeah, what happened? It blew up. Like how many years did that take for your e-commerce business to take off? Yeah. I'd have had it and it's amazing. So yeah, I have a few different things going on, but so yeah, one of my businesses is soul CBD. My brother and I started a few years ago. Uh, I was using it for anxiety as an entrepreneur. Mike was using it for pain management as an athlete. And we came together and said, we are obsessed with this. I've always been obsessed with health and wellness. Obviously that was my past career, health coaching, blogging. And so I knew that I wanted to create something in the health and wellness field. One day I knew I wanted to create a product. And so we put our heads together and gosh, talk about ready is a lie. We didn't know cannabis like the back of our hands. We didn't know suppliers. We didn't know any of this. Mike didn't have a digital marketing background. I more so had the marketing background. Mike was an athlete, you guys, busting his ass, getting punched in the face for a living, literally. So what he, he didn't know about the e-commerce nor cannabis yeah. space. So ready is a lot. It's a whole other animal, like e-commerce. What I'm learning is like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of pieces that you don't realize. Like you just buy a product, but you don't think how this product came to be to buy. Oh my gosh. There is so much that goes into it, but I love I love e-commerce. You guys, if you think about it, like there's nothing that scales like a product. Your coaching business, you guys, it's great and all, but you can only scale that so much. And the coaching industry is going to go through waves of up, down, who knows what's going to happen to it. But a a physical product product, people depend on, like they get excited and want to keep purchasing it. Yeah. People depend on it and it's actual true residual income and the fact where, yes, of course, you're still working every day. There is no residual income, my friends, just, just so you know, you're never going to go live in Tahiti and be done on the beach, but it's really one of the only true sources of income that is very, very scalable. 
And if you can get it to the point where, you know, your, it your, runs on its own. your costs are low and it's something that you have great margins and then you've really won. But yeah, I love e-commerce. I'm thinking of some other things to go into with e-commerce because I do think it's such an interesting space and I do not want to be in the coaching space at all. I'm pretty much left it a few years ago. I'm in it just a little bit now with my monthly membership, but other than that, I'm not in it. I do not want to touch it. Not interested in it, as you can tell. So for me, I'm very, very product event, book, podcast, sponsorships, all different revenue sources, but I don't want customers or like one-on-one. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's way too much for me. It's not my superpower at all. I do not enjoy it. So for me, I'm creating things that are very scalable and, and high volume, essentially. That's, but that's me. You know, there's somebody listening who that's not them. They're like, I yeah. want to be coaching. I want to be one-on-one with people. Yeah. That's amazing. You can make a shitload of money doing that. Help a ton of people. Awesome. Go do that. We all have different personality types. Yeah. My personality type is not made for that. And so for me, once I realized that, I was like, why am I so unhappy? Oh, that's actually not what I'm supposed to be doing. So- yes. Yeah. No, I think it was you potentially on a podcast with Amanda Bucci and you were like, I don't like creating courses. Like I have my one niche course and it's amazing. And I'll always like say it's amazing and have people get in there. And I'm the same way. I have the go-getter mentality course. It took me forever to make that thing. And now I'm like, okay, my jam is not making courses really. Like maybe I will one day, but my main focus is like a few one-to-ones. And then now go-getter girl company is like kind of taking over my I didn't realize, but it kind of takes over your time a little bit with e-commerce, <laughs> getting wow. it like launched up. And so I think that's awesome that you have experience in all different aspects, because I think there's a lot of people out there that only did e-commerce or only did coaching services or only did speaking. And you're like, Hey, like I've dove into all different elements and yeah. it helps you teach entrepreneurs better at your events and things like that. So yeah. it's awesome. And And affiliate marketing. I I love affiliate marketing. That's been a huge revenue source for me. And that's probably my favorite way to make money is affiliate marketing. So there's so many ways to make money online. And I I want women to know that, that there's not one way. There's not one way. You don't have to be a coach. You don't have to be a podcaster. You don't have to do anything that other woman's doing that you think you have to do. And you don't have to be in an MLM. Like you can have your own brand. Like I think that's a huge thing right now is everyone's like, I want my own business. But I think the only way to do that is to be in an MLM. And I have no problem with MLMs at all. Of course, like I have clients who are in them and everything, but who crush it. But it's like, wait a second. When you think outside the box, like I could actually have my own brand, right? And you can, anyone can. Everyone started, like you said, with day one and with butterflies in their stomach, knowing nothing. So I know for Pace to be Brave, so if people are listening right now, first of all, Pace to be Brave is Angie's number one women's conference. I went to it last year in San Diego, met Angie in real life, and then this year everything got like sporadic with the virus and everything, but I know you'll do it again eventually, but I remember that day like you came out and you're so high vibe, so it's like everyone's cheering, like waiting for Angie Lee to come out, and I remember you said like that, you almost just like left. Like you were like, yeah, I almost just left. It was so scary. I almost threw up, like whatever. So I'd love to know, you know, how it's like to have that adrenaline and be like, I'm ready. But then you get up there and you're like, I'm leaving. (laughs) And then you come out. How did that feel? How did you calm yourself down? Like, did you calm yourself down? Yeah, I think it's so human to feel that way. Again, really having grace and realizing, wow, fear is excitement, right? And, and letting those butterflies turn into this excitement versus something that's scary. And again, always going back to the humility and the gratitude of, wow, how cool is this that there are you know, thousands of women out there that are now going to make friends and change their life and grow their business and do all these incredible things because of this space that I've created. So 
I have to go out there and be the facilitator of this space and of this change yeah. and, and be the conduit, right? And it's, a, it's about me, but it's not about me. And I think that's the hardest thing as a speaker is really, again, putting your ego down and saying, this isn't about me. I just created this experience, especially when it was my own event. I created that experience yeah. for the women who were in, in the crowd and, and created it so they could make friends and not feel alone and have fun and, and yeah. dance and move and play and do all these crazy yeah. things. So it is terrifying because it feels like the biggest birthday party of your life that you're hosting. And you're like, I hope my friends like my birthday party. <laughs> so it's, it's pretty scary. Like literally I was pretty numb. I wanted to poop my pants. I downed so, so you much. Remember, do you remember like a lot of it or were you kind of like just running on adrenaline? I remember it more this year than, than 2018 for sure. I was definitely more present this year with it, but it is so many moving pieces and it's so crazy that I do remember right before telling my brother, like, oh my God, I'm going to, I'm going to puke everywhere and I'm going to put my pants. Like I literally felt like poop coming out of my, you know what I mean? You're like, oh, I literally, when I get nervous, like my stomach automatically hurts and I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'm literally going to poop. Like this is not going to (laughs) be, but then somehow by the grace of God, it's like, okay, I got this. All right. Won't poop. And you just kind of, I don't want to say numb in a bad way, but you just kind of go through the motions. And then within a few minutes, the nerves go away. But it is a lot of ready, fire, aim. It's a lot of, oh my God, I'm never going to feel ready for this moment. Wow. I remember saying to my, my event planner behind stage, okay, give me five more minutes. Give me five more minutes. Give me 10 more minutes. For what? For yeah. what? So I could feel more ready? No. And it's the same thing with life. Oh, give me a few more years. Give me, for what? What are you really going to do? Yeah. Nothing. So, I was like, give me, give me five minutes. She's like, no, we got to go now. And I'm like, well, I just need, I don't know. I just need to like drink more water or like do yeah, something. I'm like getting nervous for you <laughs> right now. Um, but She's you like, in- no, just go. And I'm like, okay, woo. And you just ran out and we all went like nuts. But what's crazy is you anticipated that. You anticipated that. You were birthing this event. You said like seven months of your life, you went to planning this. And I know I used to do bodybuilding shows and it's like, you count down, you know, it's different, but you count down until you're there and you're like two weeks out, one week out. And it's really scary when it gets to the end because you're like, oh my God, like it's here. And, and then you go out on the stage. I mean, again, different, but the first time I went out ever on stage, I was shaking and, but then like the next time you do it, it's a little bit easier. And so it's like just breaking that ice. And so someone's listening right now and they're like, I actually have a lot of life coaching clients who work with me, get clarity that I want to impact people. And I'm like, okay, but how, like how you want to impact people? And they're like, dude, like, I would love to be a speaker. I would love to have my own events. I'm like, okay, so why not? Um, and so if someone's listening right now and it's always been her dream to be a speaker, what is like one thing either you could say to them, one way they could start? Do you think a podcast was like a really great way for you to start being interviewed and being a speaker to get opportunities? Yeah, definitely start a podcast and have some sort of video component to your brand, whether that is Instagram stories, YouTube, allowing people to see what you're like conversationally and, and having a reel in a sense. And especially now with things being so digital, it's such a great time to start doubling down on podcasts, YouTube, these platforms where you can then send that to people who are hosting events and say, look, this is my work or this is what I can do and build that brand, build that community, build your voice, build your message, you know, really figuring out what is your thing that you love to teach. I love to teach around not being ready and knowing that you're going to do it anyway. Right. So my word is action. It's bravery. It's, it's being imperfect. And so finding your word, your brand word as a speaker, and then realizing, again, you're going to become a great speaker by just putting yourself out there and speaking a lot. There is, there's speaking classes, but I'll be honest, they don't prepare you for what that's like. You just have to be present and making it about them and not you. I think 
the biggest mistake that speakers make is they make it about themselves and what they're wearing and what they look like versus the message. And yeah. once you release the need to look perfect, sound perfect, have the perfect slides, all these things that are more, you know, egocentric and they're about you, then you realize that, that it takes away from what it's actually about, which is the message and the impact. And so that helps my nerves a lot when I'm like, oh, it's not actually about me. And okay, if my hair doesn't look perfect, who cares? Because if that's the feedback that I get, that girl was definitely not my person. Like it should have been about the message and nobody remembers that, right? It's like, we remember that, but nobody remembers like, what color lipstick or what, you know, people yeah. don't really remember that. They're there for the message. And so putting your ego aside and realizing, okay, this is not about me. I'm just this, this conduit of information. I'm going to make it about them being selfless, being humble. The worst thing you can do is get up there as a speaker and act like you're perfect. You know, everything. And the people are below you. If you speak at the same level and say, Hey, I'm just like you. And here's what we're going to go through today. That is the best way to win a crowd over is just be genuine. And there are no classes on being genuine. You just got to be <laughs> genuine and actually yeah. be yourself. But I think genuineness wins as a speaker and practice, 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 and know that there are going to be speeches where it's in front of 10 people and you bomb and then a hundred people. And maybe it was awkward and you forgot a part. I mean, I've had bad speeches to get to good speeches, right? And I became a good speaker because I was first a bad speaker. I became a good podcaster because I first was a bad podcaster. And so yeah. it's like anything, you gotta suck first. Up, like, yeah, you have Literally. to. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I think that you really don't look down on people. Like you don't, like I asked you to be on the podcast and you could have been like, I'm above you, Rach. Like, you know, whatever. You could have, you could have said that and you didn't. You were like, yes, like, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> and I just think that really stands out about you. So, so thank you for that. And I do have a like tough question. And hopefully if you don't have the answer, like that's okay. But if you could go back in time, what is one thing? And I know that everything you've done led you to where you are and all that good stuff. But, you know, now you've learned a lot, right? Like you've messed up a lot of times, you've grown a stronger backbone, you've fallen on your face probably. So what's one thing like you would have done differently? Maybe like with either business, you're like, oh, I should have done that sooner or I should have whatever, like blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's a hard mm. question. We can come and back. I know, I, know, I know the trendy thing right now is to- To say I didn't do anything differently. Yeah. 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 I, I know. know. It's like- I feel like a trendy thing to say would be, oh, I wouldn't do anything differently because everything is a process and everything yeah. is good for me. But, but like, let's, let's just go with like a Let's be real. <laughs> yeah. Like seriously, if you could have like started the e-commerce business earlier or like maybe yeah. you guys learned a huge mistake, like maybe you ordered too much inventory yeah. or maybe like what, ha what were some mistakes you made that you're like, shit, like could have yeah. done that differently. Yeah, definitely. My, my brother who is the CEO, he could speak to the soul side of all of the mistakes of, yeah, buying shit you shouldn't have and then being charged too much. And it's just, that can be a shit show in itself too. But for the personal brand of Angie Lee, I would have, because what I'm wanting to really go into, which I don't even think you know yet, I haven't told anyone, I really want to go full time into YouTube actually. That's my- I've heard that on a podcast with Amanda yeah. Bucci. That is my biggest passion is to go full time into YouTube as a skit comedian. And so for me, I've known that since 25 and I always put it off. And now I'm like, damn it, I should have done that five years ago because that's really what I want to be doing. Yeah. And so I am kind of kicking myself in the butt for that. So yeah, I do wish, one of my regrets is I wish I would have started YouTube earlier. My other regret is maybe not getting into e-commerce even sooner. I think it's such a great space, but again, it's like, you know what you know, and I wouldn't have been ready and, but you're never ready, but it's, I get it, it, yeah, it, it came at the right time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, I, so just start it sooner, pretty much, obviously. That's what we're getting yeah, at. Just like, starting even lie. sooner, always with everything, right? So that's why my message is, and my book is so important to me. It's like, you're always going to regret not starting sooner. Always. Yeah. Like, think of, yeah. 
how much further you could be like in a year or two years if you just started. And if your first few years were not amazing, but the third year is everything, you know what I mean? So I think that's awesome. And my last tip I'd love for you to share is how you keep your energy so high, Angie. Like, what are your tips to, I literally watch your story sometimes. And I'm like, okay, so she, you know, I actually realized being an entrepreneur, I used to be a fitness coach and be super into like high carbs and like everyone eating all these carbs or whatever. And now as an entrepreneur, I like don't track macros anymore. I, my first meal, I haven't even eaten my first meal yet. Actually, I intermittent fast like late. Cause that's when my brain is like working. The second I eat my first meal, I'm like, all right, done for today. And so I don't know, like, I just think you have so many amazing tips from, and I think you're grain free to, you know, yeah. you eat high fats to CBD, like all these mushroom drinks. So can you tell us about this? <laughs> you're like, what the fuck do you I mean? actually drink, I like now drink it and I got an affiliate code, but I didn't at first, I'm like, what's she talking about? <laughs> uh, four Sigmatic. Oh gosh. So I definitely, of course, do CBD. I sleep a lot. I sleep a lot, you guys. I, I take my sleep very seriously. Hashtag baby grandma. I recover a lot because I am so on and I am so energized. I'm naturally a very high energy, happy, hyper person. When I was a kid, I would just sprint around the house for hours and then became an athlete because I just had so much energy in my body. But sleeping, I walk a lot. I am on walks all day. If I can take a conference call from my phone, I do it. I am not sitting a lot. It's very rare for me to be sitting. So I'm moving a lot. I'm hydrated. I eat a lot of vegetables, protein. I cycle carbs. So I'll do like higher carb day, lower carb day. I'll cycle it a little bit, but I'm completely dairy, grain, sugar, and gluten-free. So that helps a lot with energy. So I basically strip out any shit or any crap. Yeah. Do you ever have a day where you're like, F it, I'm getting a cupcake or I'm getting pizza? Or do you like really not have those days anymore because of how it makes you feel? Like you just know the result is not gonna be worth it. If I do, it's a whole homemade paleo from a cafe type of deal. You know, I, I don't ever eat like fast food or anything like that. I haven't done that in a long time. But if I do have a pizza, it's like an Amy's organic pizza from yeah. Whole Foods and it's 45 bucks for a gluten-free crust with dairy-free cheese made <laughs> cashews and, yeah. and cow's butt. You know, it's like, I eat like weird shit, but I'm, I'm realizing that I need to even, yeah, I've been good at it lately. I haven't been as good, but it's like, it, it shows how important it is. I do a lot of alkaline greens, organifi greens in the morning, CBD at night to help me sleep. I take B vitamins. I get B vitamin injections, IV drips. Gosh, you guys, I am biohacking all day long. I have my trampoline, which stimulates my lymphatic system. I basically do a bunch of weird shit all day long. Yeah, but it works. Yeah. yeah, and it's important because you give a lot of energy. So it, it, you don't realize it either. You're like, I wanted to do this podcast or I wanted to do that conference call or whatever. And then you, after you're like, okay, wow, like that took a lot of my energy. Yeah, and I think it's important too, you know, energy, let's talk about it on an emotional level. Yes, there's these physical things we can do, which is food, these exterior things, right? Sleeping, food, light, hydration, walking, yeah. like- but at the end of the day, you guys, you could do all of the biohacks, but if you are not happy with your life and your purpose and the people that are in your life, you will be drained, right? So let's make this clear that the happiest people, one, they have the full spectrum of emotion, right? I, I feel anxiety. I feel depression. I feel all of it. So it's not just I'm happy 24-7, but I have great people in my life. I've detoxed out any negative energy, negative people. I have very clear boundaries with my business. I don't see emails. I don't see a lot of things, which is good and healthy for my brain so I can stay in my zone of genius. genius. I outsource a lot. And I have friendships that are uplifting. I'm only friends with awesome, positive people. I don't have any Debbie Downers in my life. 
my support system, he's amazing and positive. Like I've really structured my life to be very emotionally healthy and that's taken a lot of time. And I've had negative family members or people in my life that I've had to really create boundaries with because it drains you. It drains you more than anything. You could eat all the cupcakes, but if you love your life, you yeah. might actually be fine. But I believe if you've got shitty people in your life and you hate your job and you don't feel purpose, yeah. that's really what sucks your energy because we have way more energy than we realize. Yeah. We don't give ourselves enough credit. We wake up, we're like, oh, I feel like crap. Guys, you can tune in to source energy at any point, but you have to feel purpose. You know, when you wake up and you're excited yeah. about what you're doing, you're like, oh my God, I've got all this energy in my body. Yeah. But you wake up and you've got to go to your nine to five that you hate maybe. Like, yeah. that's or like most of the time. Yeah. I think that was my problem is I kind of like my job, but kind of didn't like my job. But I was trying to force myself to fit into the image. I told myself I'd get my master's, like all this stuff. And I think that's everything is like, if you're living a less than fulfilled life. So to wrap up last thing, I keep saying that, but really, truly last thing is someone listening right now. I know I have a lot of, you know, aspiring go-getters, aspiring entrepreneurs. They're, they're living a less than fulfilled life and they know it. And they're like, I know I'm meant for more. I know I'm meant for extraordinary. They're scared shitless though. And they're like, I don't even know what to do. What's your last tip? Ah, oh, probably. <laughs> yeah. Ready is a lie, but you know, I've, gosh, I've changed so much. If you would ask me this question five years ago, I would have been like, quit your job right now, this minute and go, you know, da, 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 da. <laughs> I was definitely more hardcore. And now I'm like, listen, you've got time, but you don't have time. Right. So one, give yourself grace because when we're hard on ourselves, that just causes anxiety. and then paralysis. So realize one, what is the very first small step that you can take today yeah. to get closer to what it is you want? If you don't know what you want fully, that's fine. You're going to figure it out as you go, but have somewhat of an idea of where you want to go. Where are yeah. you steering this ship, right? And taking one small step today, one small step tomorrow, that's how you become successful. There yeah. isn't one thing that you need to do today. There isn't no go your though. job. Yeah. yeah, it's not go flick off your boss and then run out. I mean, if you want to like me and, and you want to burn the boats, go yeah. for it. That's my yep. personality, but if your personality is more, you want to stay in the job while you're building the online business or doing the other thing yeah. until it, it happens, that's good too. I think my message now is like, whatever makes you happy, that's success. Like mm -hmm. success isn't making seven figures online, but hating your life. Success is if you love your life and you maybe have financial freedom and hopefully you do because that, that helps to enhance life. But I think that I used to have such an idea of what I wanted other people to do. And now I'm like, take the first baby steps work with what you have, where you are and, and just start somewhere, you know? Yeah. yeah. At least just take that first step. Even if you don't know where it's headed. I love that. Thank you so much. And yeah. thank yeah. you so much for being on this episode. It was amazing. So many like golden nuggets right here. So where can everyone find you? We'll put it in the notes, but tell us about where they can find you, connect with you. If they listen to this episode, where can they tag you? Yeah, you guys, what's up? Thank you so much, Rachel. You're amazing. You've been such an angel and seriously, one of the most supportive people in my community. Hey, so like, you. I'm so grateful for you. And anytime I'm here to chat with your people and help you. So you guys can find me at AngieLee.com, <laughs> Angie Lee Show on iTunes, and then Angie Lee Show on Instagram. Yeah, all the things. We'll tag it and you'll find on her website, you can find all the things where you can get her soul, all of that, the CBD. So again, thank you so much. And I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Bye guys. Thank you.